has come to your little town, Sheriff. You're gonna need a bigger boat. Be my victim. Everywhere all at once before it was a thing. I fucking love that movie. That movie was fantastic. I cried on three separate occasions and I would pay a lot of money to keep seeing if if I had the time. I somehow have the time because I've seen it like three weekends in a row. (laughs) That's great. See, that's what I'm going to have when I quit my job officially. The end of this month. She's a free agent. I can go see all the movies I want. I love it. Because that's what I try and do. And I like rewatching movies. If I like a movie, I have no problem seeing it multiple times. But if I don't like a movie, I will see it a second time just to make sure I don't like it. Oh, see, I've, I guess, I mean, maybe, maybe because I have such a hard opinion, it takes me a second, like, to change that opinion. But like, controversial, I did not like the movie X. What? I like it. I went to that movie with one of my best friends who, Jackson, who's also very into horror movies and me and him mm-hmm. will go because in Brooklyn, a lot of places, especially around Halloween, will show like midnight screenings and midnight showings at like the Nighthawk and Alamo Draft House and stuff like that. And they're like really big deals and they sell out. And so everyone goes and, and does it. But we went to go see X and I think we were like really hyped up with it because I remember seeing the trailer and I was like oh this is gonna be fucking good and like Britney Snow's amazing and everything that she's in and I was like I like the campy I mean it's like what 1970s 80s like yeah the old school shit but I I don't know I there was not a single time I was startled and I startle very easily I felt like there was almost too much movie but not in but not at enough time Mm-hmm. Like I wanted more. And I know that they released the information that they were like, oh, we secretly filmed the prequel already. And so that's going to be a whole thing. And maybe once that comes out, that'll like kind of tie more together. Or maybe there's things that I missed or I, I couldn't tell you. I just thought it was very like, I wanted, I wanted to be dazzled and I wasn't, I wasn't dazzled. I mean, Kid Cudi was really good in it. The cast was good. I don't know. I just wanted, I wanted, I wanted more, too much plot, not enough twists. I think. Gotcha. Gotcha. No, that's fair because the way you said it, it's like you don't think the movie's necessarily bad, but it just didn't work for you. And I really liked X. I thought X was excellent. But uh, (laughs) but it's just one of those things where it's like I just really respected it for X told you what it was going to do from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. And then it just did it. It didn't try and surprise you. It's just we are a, this is going to be a 70s slasher about people making porn and the old people are going to slash them up. And I'm like, oh, there's going to be a twist. Like they're witches or something. And there was never that big twist. It was just the old people I killing. Mean, I think there's going to be a twist in the prequel because it was very obvious that it was like, what's her name and what's his name and like dressed old. And I was like, that. Yeah. That's a little too dead spot on for it to be like, they could have made it look like different people if they still wanted them to do that. I don't, maybe it's cause I do love a good, like I love a good plot, like Cabin in the Woods is yeah. still one of my favorite movies of all time because I remember physically sitting in the theater seeing it with like 
a, like a handful of my friends in college and we're watching it and it just kept presenting more and more things that we didn't expect to the point that we were like audibly like speaking involuntarily like out in our expressions of it and then like still like towards the end and then like oh boom Sigourney Weaver and we were like what the fuck is going on <laughs> that's, that's what I want in a movie that literally I think I want to be making assumptions and being proven wrong every single time gotcha gonna keep me more engaged is me being like oh fuck I thought I figured it out and then you keep going and then at the end I'm just like well I don't know anything but that was it kept me entertained and it kept me into it the entire time I can dig that I think I just right. like Someone who likes to be right, I just like to be wrong in like a fun way. I gotcha. I think the last time, <laughs> it wasn't a movie, it was a book. It was the mm -hmm. the Final Girl Support Group. I bought that book. I haven't read it yet though, but I did buy it because I want to read it. It's fantastic. I'm pretty sure A24 already bought the rights for it to make a movie or I read that at some point. That entire, that entire book, I was like, I know exactly where this is going. I know, I know who's doing what and all these things. And I was wrong the entire book, like getting all the way to the end. I was like, that's why I finished it so fast. Cause I was like, oh yeah. no, you keep, you keep surprising me or I'm startled. Cause I don't really, it's interesting to me when people are like, I remember when I read Amityville Horror in high school and my mom was like, oh my goodness, I couldn't get through that book. And I was like, why? It's a book. I was like, it's it's kind of hard to portray, I think, horror in that essence in a book because you're looking at a physical book and you're like, okay, the visual is just words and I got to make it up in my head. But this book, I was like, oh yeah, okay. This one's really, it, it grabbed me. I think you're going to really like it. It was, it, cool. it pays, definitely ties in the genre and like the whole essence of a final girl, which is, I think something also I'm very attracted to in like a, in a way that's like not surprisingly set up, but as the book progresses, you're like, oh fuck. Okay, cool. Yep. Yep it's it's all happening i don't want to give anything away because i think you're gonna really like it and if that that's gonna be a movie i'm very i'm very excited to see that as a movie even though i know how it's i already know what's gonna happen because i read the book but right i want to see how they do it and sometimes book adaptations because books and movies are such different mediums mm -hmm. you can like there are a lot of ways to adapt a book and yeah, there's right ways and there's and there's wrong ways that make book readers mad very often true right and it, it it's hard to do it the right way a lot of times because everyone has a different idea of what the right way is well I mean like you look know? at Carrie like Carrie is yeah. one of my favorite books I've I've suspiciously have read very little Stephen King but that was the first mm -hmm. Stephen King book that I read and when I was younger I remember watching Carrie with my mom and being like traumatized by the crucifix in the like in the prayer room that they had because it had like the yeah. weird eye shit and I was like oh that's gonna stick with me for a long time and it did but I saw the movie first and I was like oh okay like Sissy Spacek amazing iconic John Travolta you have all these people in it but then reading the book and looking at the perspective of how it's like all the case files and all of the like grabbed and like interviewed information that they gathered to create the story as opposed to just showing the story from Carrie's perspective I was like I want to see Carrie from like this perspective of this shit um, yeah. but that's a whole other way of like how they adapted that to that like they just took all the information that was there and then made it the movie as opposed to having the movie be all the gathered documentary style but right but I liked that because it was different enough and also like Sissy yeah. Space and it's it's camp she's camp we love camp camp is great well before I go into my point 
for everyone listening. My name is Austin Torres and welcome to the Would You Die podcast. This is my friend. As you can tell, we just went into it. Hope Marawa. She's a trivia host. She is a dancer, a stand-up comic, an actress. She does it all. And she's a huge horror fan, as you can already tell. Yeah, buddy. That's how I get all the boys to swipe on my dating profiles. <laughs> I can't believe I we went this long without me being like, oh, yeah, I should probably do my intro. You can cut stuff. You can cut and paste it. We can. Uh, I don't know how podcast <laughs> editing works because I this is the one medium I haven't really done myself yet. But yeah, I listen <laughs> the pandemic. A lot of people bought microphones and a lot of people started podcasts. And I don't know if I have enough interesting opinions on a certain thing that would make people want to listen to me in their ear holes, but they can see me and listen to me in person. And I think that's a little, that's more engaging and works for me. And you can always go on other people's podcasts And too. I can always go on everyone else's yeah. podcasts, which seems to happen frequently enough. What can I say? I love to talk. Nothing's changed since high school. It's funny because everyone like bought microphones during like 2020 and started their podcast. And my dumbass was two years late. I just started this year. So but that's the perfect time because it was so saturated. And then look at all the podcasts that everyone gave up on. And they were like, it was like, it was like the latest thing, the latest fad. And now it's kind of yeah. like out a little bit. And now I think you came in at the, at the perfect time. Well, it's just, it was just the right time for me because I did like the YouTube show for a bit mm -hmm. and I just got burnt out with it Yeah. to the point where it wasn't fun doing it anymore. So I'm like, well, I like my brand. I like my show. So I'm going to change it. So I changed into a podcast and here we are. <laughs> Look at you. The sequel. You did it. I did it. Next Just... chapter. We'll say that. Exactly. And then I'm going to do a telenovela. <gasps> Ooh. Or, or I feel like one day in the future, I could see you doing like a radio, like the radio dramas. Like War of the Worlds. Oh, I was just about to say like War of the Worlds. <laughs> I was like, I definitely, I see that up your alley. And that's that's almost the same as podcasting. It's just like a podcast radio show. That would be cool. Drama. I don't, I don't, it worked in the Great Depression. History is doing the <laughs> thing where we're going backwards. So who's to say maybe radio shows will be the next big thing? Well, at least podcast shows. I know, though. I'm pretty sure those are a thing. Well, Maybe yeah. not like on the legit radio, but like, what am and I, I listen to audiobooks. Audiobooks are great. What's what's the one show I'm thinking of? And this is going to sound really bad because I actually know the creator on Twitter when I, oh my God, it was a podcast that was like a podcast drama about the town that disappeared. And then they turned it into an, an oh, not an Amazon show. It wasn't a Peacock show but it had, what's her name, that's married to Justin Timberlake. Why is my brain failing? Oh, Jessica Biel? Jessica Biel, it wasn't Limetown? Limetown, yeah. Yeah, okay. Because also the girl who was the main, the protagonist voice, she did something that I was also a part in once. And then I found out later that that was her in the thing that's very new york every you come across <laughs> the weirdest fucking interlaced bullshit of a lifetime it's my favorite that sounds fun i i've only been to new york once and that was in eighth grade but there's a really cute picture of my mom and i with wax harrison ford in the wax museum 
So it was worth it. Austin, you too could just just move here. That's what I did. Every I just picked up and was like, we're going to New York. And then I'm still here seven years later. It's the one city I everyone can go to. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, but to bring it back to our girl, Carrie, my favorite decade of horror is 70s. Mm-hmm. I love 70s horror because it's just a wide mix of the different subgenres. Mm-hmm. But I feel like all the classics of each of the different subgenres were in the 70s. So to put you on the spot for a second, what's your favorite subgenre of horror? I think, I mean, I like anything that has like the really obvious thick fake blood, um, like the corn syrup, like, you know, how everything was like really gory and it was yeah. like, you got this shit that's going to stain everything. I really kind of fell into the hole of like, you know, what's it called? Shudder? Or like Love when Shutter, yeah. Horror, like the not not like the big blockbuster horror movies, but like the old school like Chopping Mall, Rhonda's yeah. workout. There's this I fucking movie. love Chopping Mall, by the way. Love Chopping <laughs> Mall. There's this movie I saw called Taurus Trap. Um oh, I know I know that one. Is uh Intruder. It's the one that it was filmed in 1989 and it takes place in a Mich- in a Michigan grocery store, like upstate. And some of the shots in that are, I think the guy who directed that ended up, he ended up working something in relation to Evil Dead um, Mm and Bruce Campbell, because I'm pretty sure Bruce Campbell has a cameo in that movie uh, as a policeman. But like that alone, if you haven't seen Intruder, the like 1989, which is crazy that it was 1989, because you would think it was like earlier, not so close to the 90s when we were like alive. Yeah. Um, And after post Evil Dead to have Bruce Campbell. Yeah, like it was like, like him as a cop. And I was like, is that Bruce Campbell? And the guy I was watching him with was like, yeah, he like really, him and this other guy had a lot of like work they did together. And I was like, all right, all right I didn't ask, but like, okay, cool. Like, <laughs> we're going to keep watching the movie. We can talk about that after. It'll be fine. You um, could have just said yes. <laughs> you could have just said yes. I don't want to be mansplain Bruce Campbell's film career. I will IMDb it later. But yeah, I anything that's like the super camp, over the top, kind of slutty, thick corn syrup blood, like it's too, it's you're self-aware that it's all fake because it's so campy and corny, but you're still really into it because it's surprising you in different ways, like sleepaway camp. Yeah. Fits the category perfectly. I took notes of like movies I really liked. Uh, I feel like the 80s are your jam. Like the yeah, 70s are mine, the 80s are yours. I mean, I do like the 70s, but I think the 80s, I mean, cause yeah, well the 80s were all camp. So that's probably, yeah. that's probably why I was like, ah, this is some stupid shit and I'm really into it. And like the 70s were just like the, like the master classes of horror, like, a bunch of the movies in the 70s are just like, why are these movies so good to the mm-hmm. point where they're still informing horror movies made today? So like off the top of my head, The Exorcist, that's oh. 70s. Halloween. Jaws, Alien, Dawn of the Dead, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, I think the the town that feared sundown might be mm. 70s. I really liked that oh, one. Yeah. That's one of the ones that I'll try. I do this. I feel like this thing has always happened to me where I got into horror movies because I think I would go 
with like whatever, like in college, like guys I would start seeing would be like, mm-hmm. oh, let's watch a scary movie. And I'd be like, okay, I don't know. Let's, let's watch a scary movie. I mean, you know, right. we all know how this goes. Let's watch a scary <laughs> movie. It all, it all folds into itself. But I think the first time that it happened was like us watching Evil Dead. And I was like, oh, this is fucking great. Like, this is a really good movie. And then for whatever reason now, I feel like in Brooklyn, whenever I like go to a guy's house for the first time, we always, I swear to God, the last three dates that went anywhere with anyone, like the last guy we watched Nightmare on Elm Street, the time before that we watched Black Christmas and I had never seen that one. So I was like, oh, okay. And this is one of the first like kind of point of view got that kind of style of filming going. And then I like went to Nighthawk on a date with a guy to go see like the new Candyman. So I was like, mm-hmm. oh, want to go see. Well, it's a good thing. I love scary movies. <laughs> I'm going to say yes. And let's go see them. Or I'm the one that's like introducing it to guys, especially who like, I feel like I've dated guys who are either like super into scary movies or guys that want absolutely nothing to do with them. And I'm like, what's your problem? Like why this isn't real. Like that's, <laughs> I mean, it's some of it's based off like real events, but you know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's a yeah. movie. It's, yeah. Right. It's like, let's keep, let's keep it in in the realm of it's a film and it can't, it can't hurt you. And it can't, it can't get you. Let's just say that it hasn't worked out. It usually doesn't work out with the guys that don't like scary movies. So. Well, I, I want to, um, we'll get to Jason in a second, but mm-hmm. I want to unpack something real quick because I think it's fascinating that clearly we're both fans of horror. Yeah. Anyone listening to the past half hour knows <laughs> we're fans of horror. And, but I just think it's interesting because there's a lot of people that don't like horror And I think it's because I think they know it's not real. Mm -hmm. But watching a horror film, it makes you kind of like, I think it makes a lot of people look either within themselves or within something that is real, even though what they're watching is fake. Because horror movies are very cathartic. Yes. And they can, but they can also touch on like a lot of like nerd, like I, for example, I don't like home invasion movies. Mm-hmm. like the strangers kind of fucked me up a little bit the first time I saw it especially at the end when he they he was like why are you doing it or why are you doing this and they were like because you were home I was like that's fucked up that's yeah that's something like that is the reason I always make sure my windows are locked um my door is locked when I go to bed just because it, it is like a real because the horror is the horror within the house and the horror villain is humans like that right that's like a tangible like fear it's it I guess it's sometimes it's like interesting when I'm like, we're watching killer. We can't watch killer clowns from out of space. That one's gonna <laughs> up. Killer. What's the movie with the killer tomatoes? I'm like that one. That's the, I think it's can't... literally attack of the killer, uh, killer tomatoes. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, we can't watch attack of the killer tomatoes. We think that's, we think that's gonna be too, too real for us. Okay. I don't. Well, it's okay. like, cause everyone has like, I don't, I don't know. Maybe someone fell into a vat of tomatoes when they were three years old and they've been traumatized ever since. I think this will help them. I think humanizing the tomatoes <laughs> and then they defeat the tomatoes. I think it's really gonna, I mean, one time I had a guy tell me he didn't want to watch Little Shop of Horrors. Cause what? he was like, that kind of like a, like a scary movie. And I was like, no, I was like, it is a musical with Rick Moranis and a, in an alien talking plant. And Steve Martin is a satanic dentist. And I was like, it's, it's like silly. It's funny. And they were like, ah, I don't know. Let's not watch it. And I was like, oh boy. Okay. This is, I, I mean, people have their boundaries. People have their, yeah. I respect that. But at the same time, I want to, I want to have some Jeepers Creepers, you know, I want to be a little. Exactly. 
little spooky, scary skeleton. Yeah, no, I get that. Um, yeah. I just got to say real quick, I always thought, and I guess I still think I'm pretty uh, young, especially in my filmmaking career, but I feel like if I ever did a musical, I would want to do Little Shop of Horrors. It's, listen. As, I as feel like my brand it, is perfect to make that film. Yes. As someone who played Audrey in her junior year high school production of Little Shop of Horrors at the Roosevelt High School in Wyandotte, Michigan, it's a great show. I could tell that's probably my favorite. That's one of my favorite musicals I've ever done. And that's, and it's because it's so like campy. And like, I know that like aliens, I mean, do aliens form, fall more within the realm of horror or space? Or is there the like interlay? Or I know that you really like aliens. So I'm not trying to like oh, dissect. I, <laughs> I dissect could go into watch. it if you want. No, I watched the first, well, nope. The last time I had one guy over, we were watching Alien. And then I didn't watch most of the movie. So I honestly don't really know what Alien, I know Sigourney Weaver's in it. <laughs> and I know there's like a guy that's an animatronic man. And those are the only two things I could tell you about the movie Alien. But again, horror movies are like, I don't know. I don't want to come. I don't want to make this a, a, like a PG-13 podcast, but horror movies are sexy and like I get why there's like the trope of all the couples and like you have all these things where it's like uh oh they're they're fornicating so now they're gonna die or the only person that's gonna yeah. live to the end is the virgin because she is the pure at heart and like I think that that has like a reflection that's definitely had a what's a, the word I'm looking for like an impression on scary movie culture yeah in our world day and like watching scary movies and have it be having it be such like a date related thing especially because your topic today friday the 13th or jason Voorhees, like that whole franchise is built on what you just said yes that the, for, the first one is horny as hell i was re-watching yeah. friday the 13th today and one i forgot that kevin bacon's in it and two <laughs> i was like they're both i mean it's I, I mean, spoiler alert, it's his mom in the first one. Yeah. We all know that. Plot twist, huge plot twist. You don't see that, you don't know. And a lot then, of people forget that, like Drew Barrymore in Scream. A lot of people forget. Yes, exactly. Tying, ugh, it all's coming together. <laughs> but I, there was this thing I was like re-looking because I was trying to refresh on all the movies and it was like, oh, like Jason Voorhees is like, thing is that he's like reawakened when horny teens are getting a little too fired up and all of a sudden there's like this universal like wave going through that's like oh let's just kick jason back alive and he's gonna start yeah. fucking slicing and dicing all the horny teenagers he's come across maybe he's lonely after all this time you know he's, well, he's never known a a human's touch besides his mother's that feel that sounded really weird as soon as it came out very very bates motel very but that that's the thing jason's weird because think about it he drowns when he's a little boy mm -hmm. somehow survives i guess comes back when he's an adult only to you know see his mother's decapitated so he, he keeps his mother's that. head in the fridge yeah and that's just the first two movies like jason's jason's he's just a mama's boy at heart yeah like he just wants to do right by his mama he wants to do right by his mother but i also think that he's just like i'm not trying to compare jason to like incel 
but a sum of it kind of feels like in comparison to like what we classify as like incel the day of people be like, oh, a woman won't touch me. And now I have all these opinions about it that are fucked up. And I'm like, Jay, in a certain light, Jason is kind of acting. I can triggers. I can see that. The only thing I would argue against that is I think Jason's mental state is that of a of child. child. Yeah. Like, I yes. don't think he's mentally past the age of six. Okay. I well, think he's very similar to Leatherface. Scenario with Tom Hanks. Now I feel weird about the jokes <laughs> that I make about Jason because of his, <laughs> his mental age. I think he knows, but also in the, it's a copycat after the what? The fourth? When Jason, oh, yeah. spoiler again, there's, there's two Jasons because the one with the stabby, the little brother, and then they're like, oh, he lived. And then now he's Jason and it's, it's a whole. I'm, I'm about to drop. Sorry. No, I was just, now I feel like a creep. It's fine. It's fine. Well, that's, fine. that's why God invented horror movies. So we can let out these dark. Listen, <laughs> just, just to air out, air everything out. When me and Austin were talking about me coming on the podcast, I was like, I have this joke that I talk about that I, that Jason Voorhees is the man of my dreams and I would fuck Jason Voorhees. But now it feels weird because we're talking about it in a different light. And I never thought about the fact that he technically died when he was seven years old. And now I feel like a terrible person, but I well, still have he... my list of reasons that I would, it, two consenting adults. He is an adult. He is an died, adult. He's died and come back to life. He's been reborn how many times? Right. I'm I'm stand I don't promote child marriages or any of that stuff. I'm just going <laughs> to say that right now, but I think that Jason in 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 my mind when Jason is a a full man of legal age and is able to consent, I would. If the opportunity presented itself. Fuck Jason Voorhees. It's fine. Now would he present that opportunity? I I don't know. What I listen, this is you want to know what well, you know what you want to know why this is why Jason Voorhees is my perfect man. Okay. Hockey fan, hockey mask. Mm -hmm. He's pro mask in a oh yeah, in a pandemic environment. We're still in the pandemic. He's very pro mask. That's very admirable of him. Boiler suits are hot, very fashionable. Who doesn't love the woods? The woods are hot. We love to go camp. We love camp and we love camp. He has visited New York, which is more to say than some of my friends back home who always tell me they're going to come and visit and they haven't. Shots uh, fired. He could pick me up and put me back down, which I think could be fun. He's been to space. I haven't Not been to space. A lot of people uh, haven't been to space. Yeah. So there's a lot to work with. He would be a good listener, I feel like. He doesn't talk much. That's no. fine. And talk enough for the both of us. Here, and, and plus, it, his mom's dead, so that's like one less person I have to impress. That's the thing, one less person you have to impress. But he loves, he loves her so much that you know he's gonna treat you right. Yeah, he's gonna treat me with the respect I deserve, and hopefully, he won't chop my head off and put it in the fridge. It'll be fine. Well, he didn't chop his mother's head off. No, he didn't. He just he, put he, it in he, a fridge. He put it in a fridge to preserve it. Smart. Smart. Exactly. Someone he's, else has to chop up your head. I think that he's, I think he's great. I think he yeah. shows a lot of qualities that I would go for in a person if he wasn't just slashing and dashing horny teenagers left and right. Well, well, let's talk about the big, the big three slashers for a second. Okay. Michael, Jason, Freddie. Yes. 
out of the three, Jason is easily the most sympathetic. Yeah, he was a kid when he died. And he was bullied. Was a kid who went to a psych ward, but he was bullied. He drowned. Drowning isn't fun. That's a horrible way to go. Exactly. Drowning. And it's like, it's not his his fault. Like he was homely, but kids are nasty. Kids are awful. Kids are. I was bullied as a young in. I get it. Now I just do the bullying. I'm just kidding. I'm not a bully. I just bully people that I care about in a fun, lighthearted way that I would never take anything that they're insecure about and exploit that. That's that's fucked up. That's that's crossing the line. Yeah. That's crossing the line. If we do some light, fun callbacks to silly experiences, right. that's just how but, you know that I like you. To me, it doesn't feel like you're bullying, more like you're roasting. Yeah, roasting comedy. It's all it's exactly all in the job description. There's We're a difference between exactly because like with roasting it's kind of consensual where it's like you guys are friends you know each other yeah you guys can take jabs because like you could do a jab you know you could take a jab you know there's a give and a take to it it takes exactly you know it's you're signing yourself up for it it's all good but bullying is not admirable right promote that on this podcast oh we don't we don't. We don't. Like, this is a horror movie podcast. And in which horror movie is a bully the good guy? I'll tell you. Zero. I feel like there's one out there and now I can't think of it. But the bully always gets theirs in the horror movie. Think of it. True. They're all fucked. But I can't think of one where the bully is a good guy. Because, like, Christine, super bully, he gets um ran over by a flaming hot Christine. Yeah. I fucking love Christine, by the way. That's such a good movie. I... Th- there's got well, anything be- by Stephen King, oh. the bullies get it. The Babysitter on Netflix, which mm-hmm. I thought was great, had the spin of the babysitter. I mean, I don't know if she's more of a bully or like a tragic antagonist turned hero in the sequel, but she bullies and almost kills him. But then in the grand scheme of things, she saves him. That's reaching, I think. <laughs> I'm going to applaud that stretch, though. It's, Was that a stretch? Yes. But, but I'm wrong. It. You're not wrong. That's I'm the not thing. wrong. And also, it was really good. I was really that. And like Netflix is doing very well with their horror stuff, from which I've seen. I really liked Fear Street. I, I liked Fear Street. I thought a lot. it was good. I thought it was interesting taking all these books that have no correlation to each other. I mean, I read Goosebumps as a kid. Yeah. I really liked Goosebumps. The Fear Street, I never really got into. And then, of course, when that came out, all the like libraries were on wait lists for every single Fear Street book. So I was like, this is something I can't commit to right now. But those were really good. I got to say, I think it's funny how. I know you meant in horror, but when you're like, Netflix is doing well, and I'm like, not at all. (laughs) No, they're not. As a company, they're not doing great, especially lately. I mean, the world's on fire. Nobody's doing great right now. But I I feel like they're shooting themselves in the foot. Yes. This can't we all just live in our little world where they know we've been sharing the passwords. They know they were promoting it at one point. Who gives a fuck? Well, they were the top. They were the top dog during the quarantine. They were. Eat the rich. I don't know. I'm over it. I'm over rich I, people. I'm over it. Yeah. It. I'm over All it. I'm You're already rich. You got the money. Yeah. Done. You don't need more, more money. Where's my money? I want to marry right. rich. I'm going to marry Netflix. That's my life goal in my 30s is I'm well, going to marry rich. 
So. Well, don't marry Netflix because Netflix is about to be poor. You, you got to go for HBO Max or Disney Plus. Imagine if this was like five years ago and I was like, I'm going to marry MoviePass. Like, <laughs> oh, God, we didn't know how good we had it. And we were all in a fool's paradise. We knew we knew it wasn't going to work out. <laughs> I think we all were like, we're going to ride this for as long as fucking possible. And then the day movie pass died, I was trying to use it to go see Mamma Mia 2. Here we go again. And it declined my card. You did not go again. But I have a question for you. What's up? Okay. Fuck, Mary kill, Jason, Mike Myers, Freddy Krueger. You can explain your reasoning if you want, but I'm just intrigued. There's only one right answer. I'm probably going to get it wrong then. Um, I have very hard opinions. Well, here's the thing. I just want to congratulate you. This is the first fuck Mary kill I've had to do on my podcast. Really? <gasps> yeah. So I'm really happy. Episode. I'm really happy. Maybe <laughs> make it are now because we've said fuck more than I've said fuck more than once. So well, here's the thing. We we came in talking about X before the introduction. I think we're we're good. We're NC 17 from the get go. <laughs> Very sexy podcast. I haven't even brought up Elvira because that's something that I've been diving into more now. And she is all mm-hmm. camp and all tits yeah. and it's fucking fantastic. But uh, you've had more than She's... enough time. Who would yeah. you fuck Mary kill? I'd fuck Jason. Okay. I'd marry Freddie. <sighs> okay. And I'd kill Michael Myers. Okay. Now I you're wrong, but why, what is <laughs> Explain your work. Why, why is, what's your reason? Why would you marry Freddy Krueger? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's why I would marry Freddy Krueger. He'd make me laugh. Okay. He, he's someone to talk to. If I had a bad day at work, he would just give my mean coworker a nightmare. Okay. He has, he has a sense of style. He'll go after my high school bullies. I'll go after your high school bullies. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I was debating between him and Jason between the two, but I, okay. but I don't want to fuck Freddy. That's when you kill Freddy. No, you, you kill Michael. I thought, I really thought that this froze for a second because we both know <laughs> stood frozen for a second. And I was like, no, my internet fucked up. Why would you, but why would you kill, but Michael, why would you kill Michael? Because Michael is the embodiment of evil. Like Michael is evil man yeah but but he's listen jason is at least sympathetic jason is not pure evil michael myers he was a kid i mean he was fucked up but like he went to the psych ward nobody loved him in the psych ward he got out of the psych ward nobody loved him outside of the psych ward he didn't get out of the psych ward he broke out of the psych ward they didn't release him the same thing he got out didn't he i didn't specify how (laughs) he left he was once in the psych ward and then he was no longer in the psych ward we don't have to split hairs on just well well, michael killed his sister before any of that jace yeah but he is a six-year-old michael is evil um donald pleasant's character said it like freddie killed a bunch of kids in a boiler room and he and he makes me laugh but he's but okay fine (laughs) it's allowed i you're still wrong but it's allowed okay that's all i could ask for now i'm thinking about it i'm not changing mine you shouldn't i would very easily marry jason for all the reasons you've already said for all the reasons i've already said 
But also in like the world of reason, it doesn't matter if you keep killing Jason, he's just going to come alive anyways. He's done that time and time again. But one could say that with all of our, our haunting, our haunted boys, our haunted spooky boys. I think I would, I mean, I know I would, I would fuck Mike Myers because Mm -hmm. again, we love a boiler suit classic who wouldn't love another individual who is tall that could pick me up and put me down. I've always wanted to marry into an, a big family and he still has some family members left. He's really got a like stoicness to him that I also feel like he would be a good listener. And I don't know. I don't, Freddie was the one that kind of like freaked me out for a really long time as a kid. And I can't get past that. I think there used to be this dance shoe store that I'd have to go to in Dearborn called Lynch's. And it was also part costume shop. And this was when I was a kid. So this was like young. And yeah. me and my mom would go there to get my dance shoes. And there was this Freddy Krueger, like life-size cutout that they would like move around the store. And that thing would give me nightmares. Like as a kid, I remember seeing that for the first time and being like, oh, I don't like that. And then every time we would have to go to that store, I would have to see it. So I think, I don't know. I love a boiler suit. I don't like a boiler room. I... I mean, our, I'm trying to get away from more stripes. Razor hands aren't really my favorites. I mean, right. I mean, can he take the gloves off? He can take it off. Yes. Yes. Yeah. No. He can take no. it off. Are you sure? No. Okay. I was yeah. thinking from the first it's movie. It's just a glove. She grabs his hat, not the glove. Okay. I was like, right. did she grab the glove or did she grab the hat? I don't know, but I don't like, I don't like a man that can like get in my head and fuck with my mind. I don't like that. As a woman, men are already fuck with me. I don't need you getting in my brain. That's the one safe space. And if you're going to start- But if Freddie's going to marry you- That doesn't make it okay. Just like, isn't it like a good Freddie for you? There's no such thing as a good Freddie. He just wants- That's true. He's a motherfucker. He, what if we have, what if, I don't know. I don't think he's, he's on, he'd, he'd go immediately. I'd have no second guessing for- just getting him out of the picture, throwing him in the boiler, put him in the boiler. He's gone. Farewell. I, that's fair. I but just you think marry Freddy, if you want, that's fine. Or fuck Freddy. I can't remember. You said you'd marry him. I'd marry him. Cause I don't want to fuck him. him. Take him. I don't want him. It's just Michael is pure evil. I, but I mean, I can change him. I'm just kidding. I'm not <laughs> I can't just say I can change him. That sounds very aspirational. No, he's just- I can change Michael Myers. (laughs) All stabbing. I was going to make a very crude joke about something he could stab, but I will leave that to the listener's imagination because that's that's inappropriate. And sometimes, I don't know, that's weird. You follow me on Twitter. This is nothing new. You've- Yeah, I don't care. (laughs) Don't give, you never- I'm all for it. it. We support it. We love camp. We love camping and we love camping. I'm going to look straight in the eye, the Met Gala. (laughs) My whole thing is like, I, I love, I love going to the movies by myself. Mm -hmm. uh, And I try to go at least once a week when I have, if I have the time, I had a goal at the beginning of the year being like, I'm going to see a movie in a theater once a week. And that's like, I've had like an 80% success rate, but that's really good though. Yeah. Well, I live within, because not to be like, you can walk everywhere in Brooklyn, but you can kind of walk. Everything is kind of very accessible. And so mm-hmm. there's there's this old, old theater that I used to go to when I first moved here called The Pavilion. 
in Windsor Terrace in Brooklyn by Prospect Park. And that place was a nightmare. Old school movie theater. The last movie I saw when it was the pavilion was Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. And there were actual <sighs> rats in our theater under our Ugh. feet fighting. We were like, is this a sound effect? Is this the movie? Is this real? And then one ran across my friend's foot and we were like, nope, it's real. There's rats in the theater. Okay. And then we, I finished watching the movie because I was like, <laughs> these tickets aren't cheap. But then they closed it and then there's this company called Nighthawk that is kind of like Alamo Draft House. It's one of those places that like you can like order cocktails and you can order a, a full meal and while you're watching the movie and it can kind of be distracting because like you have people kind of like shimmying through the entire time and I, I applied to work there and I got through my second training shifts before I was like, I can never work here successfully. I will hate this job immediately. I have to go. I It's nice because there's one 15 minutes from my house walking. I can go to a matinee. I can have lunch while I watch it. It's where I saw Batman. I saw Jackass 4. We saw <laughs> X. Don't see X. Just kidding. You can see- See X. Everyone- See X. Go see an X-Men movie. How about that? Um <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's really brooklyn has this really and there's like cemeteries everywhere brooklyn can be very spooky and i really like that um huh. halloween there's so much shit around here that you can do there's green greenwood cemetery is this like this they have like this huge castle looking building that looks like straight out of like a haunted house this gorgeous graveyard that has all these famous people buried in it. And they do like these like spooky plays and tours every Halloween. And I've seen like Silence of the Lambs at midnight. I've seen the devil, the devil made me do it. I don't know. It was like a culty movie from the seventies. That was really good. So much fake blood. I saw Jaws. You, there's like a lot more opportunity to see a lot of the classics on a flight like, in a theater situation which yeah. i like i love going or yeah i love going to see the classic movies in theaters because mjr has been showing classic movies like once a week oh nice and usually it's like more kid fair so it's like the wizard of oz the goonies the land before time great movies great movies but creepy elements in all three of them and not necessarily one i want to go to the theater for like i'm sorry i love land before time but i'm not trying to get my experience ruined by a five-year-old no it's like encouraged if you are seeing a movie in this city you're probably very drunk or in the process of getting drunk seeing it and that's nice. just fun that's camp unto itself yes exactly i once last minute a couple years ago was probably halfway through a bottle of wine at dinner. And my buddy was like, Hey, I have an extra ticket to see silence of the lambs at midnight. Do you want to meet me in Williamsburg? And I was like, yeah, let's go. And so of course I met him for like one more drink at this bar across the street before we saw it. I've never fallen asleep in a movie theater. I've never fallen asleep during a movie. Oh no. And silence of the lambs is one of my favorite movies of all time, but a lot of red wine also makes me very sleepy. So at some point I fell asleep, but I drifted back into consciousness during like goodbye horses playing. Like, I think it was like the <laughs> doo -doo, doo -doo that like, kind of like stirred me awake and I had like totally fucking passed out, but I woke up at the bus part. So I was like, okay, okay. Bring me back Buffalo bill. We love to see it. 
And then I stayed away for the rest of it. That's good. Yeah, that's also a very long movie. That's a long movie to see at midnight. It is a long. It's so good, though. It's always fantastic. Masterpiece. Yeah. But also, maybe if I hadn't had half, I didn't know I was going to see it. I wouldn't have had half a bottle of wine. That's not your fault. It's not. She just likes a nice cabernet, you know? I'm trying to think of if I've ever fallen asleep in a movie theater. And I can only think of three times off the top of my head. So, yes. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so yes. <laughs> yeah, if I could think of three times, the answer is yes. What movies were they? But the Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, mm. which I think was in 2012. Mm-hmm. It was a Gary Oldman spy movie, and I don't remember much else because I fell asleep. I think I slept during the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the second one. It was in... When I was at Michigan State, I did a study abroad program and we got to go to the Edinburgh Film Festival in Scotland. Oh, fun. And I fell asleep during one of the movies. I couldn't tell you which one. I I saw so many movies. (laughs) How dare you? It just happens. Listen, maybe if they were scarier movies with more plot twists and startles, you would have stayed awake. It probably wasn't a scary movie at all. Well, maybe they should have considered taking you all to one. Exactly. And then the last one, the one I remember was uh, Dunkirk. Oh, Harry. I didn't see that one. I don't really care for historical films that much. I like historical films. I just, I thought it was boring, clearly, because I fell asleep. Here's the thing. I know I fell asleep for a considerable, a considerable amount of time, and I don't think I missed anything. I don't think you, I think you really needed a nap. So you chose self-care yeah. or your price of admission to a, to a, see a movie. And I'm pretty good at like not falling asleep during movies. I can't say the same. I fall asleep to movies all the time, but in the comfort of my own home when I'm tired. That's different. That's, that's different. different. That's I, I meant in the theater. That's meditative. If I'm exactly. in a theater, I mean, I've gone, I've gotten hammered to a Mamma Mia drunk sing-along before, and that was one of the best nights of my life. The whole theater was up and singing. It's fantastic. You just can't get that in Michigan. Get a movie when I saw alone. When I saw Halloween Kills, mm-hmm. I was like two drinks in, and I fucking loved that movie. I had so much fun with it. When I went on Twitter the next day, I was like, "What do you mean people hated it? It was a blast." Oh, I thought you were gonna be like probably weren't drunk. Austin person tweeting for me. I don't remember that. Just some hot, <laughs> hot drunk opinion. Listen, we've all done it. I've done it. You've seen my Twitter. A lot of <laughs> a lot of swings, a lot of misses. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Oh, ooh, ooh, ooh. You know what I'm really excited to see? What's the new speaking of Harry Styles? Oh my God, what's it called? Florence, Florence is in it. Nick. Oh, oh, the trailer just came out. Uh Tell don't worry, what? darling. Don't that looks good. I'm gonna be very ups- upset if it's not good. <laughs> Movies are so hard to make. I, I feel like I'm far more lenient. But it's going to be like, it's going to be like psychological. It, it'd be dis, it'd be disappointing though, because it looks really good. It looks really good. Listen, we all got tricked by the Suicide Squad trailer. We all were like, this is going to be fucking amazing. You're going to put Queen in the underscore. And then the only person I know that's obsessed with that movie is my mother. So. Wait, did you not like it? It was fine. I liked Birds of Prey with the Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. I thought that was fantastic. I loved the Suicide Squad. I got to admit, I'm very biased because there's a shark dude. Well, I liked the second one a lot more than I liked the first one. 
Oh, I'm just talking about the second one. Oh, we're not talking about the first one. The second one I'm was- ta- First one doesn't have the the. Oh, okay. That one's, it's not the Suicide Squad. It's just Suicide Squad. Yeah. Okay, we're on the same page. Okay, I was talking about the first, like the first one with Jared Leto then and Joker. Oh, that was a, that I was hate a saying one. this. It was a bad movie. And I, oh, I hate but saying the that because movies so are so funny. hard to make. Remember when the trailer came out and everyone was like, maybe it was a Bohemian Rhapsody trailer. Yeah, they had Queen and it was really good. And everyone freaked out because they were like, this is going to be amazing. And then it was so bad. That's how I felt with X. The trailer was fantastic. I was like, this is going to be good. And it wasn't. But then I don't know. Maybe this is maybe this is the trap with don't worry, darling, because the trailer was so good. What if it's bad? You know what? I feel you for a completely different movie though because I, I don't have an I don't have an emotional investment in don't worry darling if it's bad I'm gonna be like oh no and then forget about it um but if it's good I'm gonna love it you know what I mean yeah. but I have a huge investment in Jurassic World Dominion I think it's gonna be bad I haven't seen any I remember I mean I've I saw Jurassic Park for the first time at in at least the last five years and I didn't I, make I didn't make everyone watch that in high school. That's surprising. No, I know that I know that Newman from Seinfeld is in it and he's the bad guy. And I love that for him. Staple of the 90s. We can't ignore it. Jurassic Park, Seinfeld, Space Jam. Yeah. But 90s. I don't. Yeah, the 90s. Every 90 move the top three. Um, But I don't. Yeah. Wow. Is Jurassic. Would you consider Jurassic Park a scary movie or no? Interesting choice of words there horror yes scary no does that does that make sense yeah um i don't know if that's me being a pretentious film major no you're fine you're not man i i signed up for this podcast i'm not (laughs) i'm not saying i'm not saying here nor there that you're mansplaining the genre to me no i think there definitely is a difference between horror and scary movies because i think horror kind of embodies i think scary movie is a genre but horror encompasses scary movies. It's like horror is the umbrella and scary movies are one of the things underneath the umbrella. For me, I feel like scary is so subjective. What scares you might not scare me. Yeah, that's no, that makes a lot of sense. So horror is a broad genre, right? Yeah. But scary is very, could be very narrow, could be very broad. It depends on the person i mean look at that's what happened that's like the main plot of cabin in the woods because everyone has different Mm -hmm. things that they're scared of and drawn to and i just like remember like the deaths like the merm the merman when the guy was like this is the merman (laughs) love the merman or when there was the the unicorn stabbing like obviously like or like clowns like i used to think clowns were really scary i did not like it for a very long time i I still think clowns are scary I think I saw it, I was a little too young. Yeah. And then, I mean, when I saw the, I thought the new ones were fantastic. We went to, I went to midnight screenings for both of them with one of my buddies and we really enjoyed it. But the original, I think I was just a little too young and I was like, oh mm-hmm. no, clowns, this isn't my thing. As I now have like some clown things in my apartment. I just own clowns now, it's fine. <laughs> well, so. cause you conquered that fear. We conquered the fear. Also, I think getting older and getting more into like true crime stuff as well. Cause you, there's like- John Wayne Gacy. Intersections of like, yeah. I like tr- like true murder is horror. Even if it's just crime, it doesn't have right. to be 
boogeyman. It doesn't have to be the bump in the night. It could just be like the horror of a serial killer. I mean, look at look at Mike Myers. I mean, right. you know, body evil. Unfortunately, but unfortunately, serial killers are based in reality. Yeah, that's the, that's some real shit. Those are real people. Yeah. Who's the same Mike the- Myers and a real person? I don't think that's based on a true story. I I don't think so. I don't know. Uh, Scream kind of is. Scream kind of is. I was reading something about I Know What You Did Last Summer. Well, I was going to say Psycho and Texas Chainsaw kind of are too. I mean, the the town that feared sundown is definitely based off of a serial killer back in the day. That's like these, this was inspired by true events. But then does horror also embody like true crime? There's all- I think what differentiates true crime and horror is horror is a fiction drama or Mm -hmm. horror is a fiction genre. Okay. True crime is is in a different realm. Well, it's it's fact. It happened. Right. Allegedly. Horror is like like where drama and comedy is like all that's fiction. True crime- is somewhere in the documentary world. So while it's horrific, I wouldn't consider it horror because it's in a whole different ballpark. Yeah. If that that. makes sense. No, that makes a lot of sense. I just think it's really interesting because horror envelops so much stuff, right? Mm -hmm. So like Friday the 13th, Jason, I don't consider any of those movies scary. They're basically comfort movies for me at this point. Yeah. They're horror. Yeah. Like, without a doubt, they're horror. They're horror. But then I can't watch. But I guess, like, it's, it's in the realm of, like, how, like, the only time I ever had to turn off a movie and I couldn't finish it and I haven't finished it to this day has been Funny Games. Mm. I don't I don't know. I think I only got, like, 18 minutes into it. And I was like, no, this isn't for me. Antichrist, I somehow managed to get through. But I know a lot of people don't like that one. I've um, never seen Antichrist. You, it is, (laughs) it is something to behold. It is Willem Dafoe and I want to stay live, Tyler. Oh. It's like in black and white. I know it's Lars von Trier and he makes fucked up films. Yeah, that movie, I think because I was watching that in a group setting, that was why I got through it. And then Saw, I don't like Saw. I don't like, I don't like the things that are like gore porn yeah. But also like in a self-mutilated way where the person is kind of forced to do it to themselves. I don't like that shit. I think that's my one where I'm like, oh, okay, I don't want to watch this and then I'll turn it off. So I guess maybe that's what I would categorize as like a scary movie because that that's scary. Okay. It makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. So it is why everyone has their different own opinion of a scary movie and what category so to them. Right. So I'll never, I'll never get mad at someone being like, you don't think Jurassic Park's a scary movie? Because I don't think it's a scary movie. I've been watching that shit since I was three. It'll never yeah. scare me. I should have been a film major. Why did I go into- Yes, movie? you should have. I have so many opinions. And I you're good at defending them. I'm good at talking a lot. That's different. I'm good at well, sounding passionate and being stubborn about something. That's that what defending is. That's all defending is. Well, maybe I should You're have doing been on great. the team. Did our high school have a debate team? I don't think they did. Did they? They may have. I was on the quiz bowl. I don't. That's, that's close enough. Debate. That's quiz. That was 12. I like trivia. 
I host trivia. I'm not smart. It's all an illusion. It's all a grift. The ultimate grifter. <laughs> I am the American horror story. It's fine. People keep giving <laughs> money for stupid shit to show up and then they still keep giving me money. That's me. I'm doing it. Because you're good at it. Thanks, thanks, Michigan public school system. <laughs> we got something out of it. That with the mix of me moving to New York, no one, no one's safe forever. No. But no, I'm getting like heavily philosophical where it's like, what is horror? What is scary? That's when you know we've been segueing a lot because it's almost been I it's yeah. almost been two hours. <laughs> I told you there was gonna this was gonna be chaotic. That's why that's yeah. I went into that with this. I mean, I know I made my bullet points on my laptop for like, okay, <laughs> how do I feel about certain things? But no, I'm glad this has been a lot of fun. I like scary movies yeah. are to talk about. Because you can't take them, I don't take them too seriously. I have very right. serious opinions on stuff that mean nothing to anyone but myself. So it's like- And it's that's so that's the fun of talking about it though, because we get to like, see where we differ, where we're the same. Yeah. And then that's it camp. just makes our opinions better. That's camp. We did it. Exactly. Yeah. So this was a fun episode. I'd say 30% about Jason Voorhees. <laughs> That's okay. We talked about all of the all of the things. We talked about- It was all horror though. That's the we thing. We talked all horrors. We talked horny horror. We talked- Horny horror. We, we played Mary Fuck Kill. There's a lot. Yeah. I think it was organized chaos. Happy accidents. We're giving the people what they want. And it's more of this bullshit. No, it's okay. Exactly. Before I let you go, did you want to plug anything for the people to hear? I mean, I don't, I'll be, I'm coming in and out of Michigan before this episode probably airs because I'm coming to visit, yeah. but I'm leaving the 12th. I was going to try to find some open mic nights, but I don't think, I don't know how to go about doing that in Michigan. But if you're listening and you already haven't unfollowed me since high school, you can find me on Instagram <laughs> at it's Hope Marava. Um, my Twitter is having hope 10 because I haven't changed it for the brands yet. I, yeah, I'm pretty good at posting stuff I'm working on, on there. Um, hopefully I'll get some standoff stuff filmed soon. I'm still working on some things before I really hit the pavement. So if only, if only comedy could just be me talking to people for two hours, you know, <laughs> I would really be with a partner, but I got to work on the stories when I'm by myself. So. But yeah, that's kind of all I'm crushing and doing right now. Do you have anything you want to plug? It's your podcast. Well, listen, keep listening. It's my Great. podcast. You're, we're, <laughs> we're plugging and we're pro Austin's Would You Die podcast. Thank you for listening to today's chaotic episode. Thank you to Hope Marawa for this unhinged horror conversation that kind of jumped all over the place, barely about Jason Voorhees. But it's fun. We had fun. Also, because we kind of forgot to do it, Hope has a chance of surviving Jason Voorhees because, you know, true love. He would just pick her up, put her down. That love's in the air. But you, listener, and I will 100% die if we ever encountered Jason Voorhees. It'd be that way sometimes. You can find the show's social media on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at WouldYouDieShow. The music featured at the beginning and end of each podcast episode is composed by my friend, Josie Palmer. If you like what I do and you want to support my dream of making the spooky horror content full-time, check out my Buy Me a Coffee page. Go to www.buymeacoffee.com slash show 
And there you can donate towards the growth of this podcast and whatnot. I'll put a link in the description as well. Plus, it'd just be nice. Next week, we will review the rules of surviving a horror movie with returning slasher, new guest. Tune in next week when we talk about that spooky icon and more. Until then, I'm Austin Torres. Try not to die.